Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the another episode of the adultgamer.com community podcast. The or the tagcast, as Hop will remind me here in a few short moments, I'm sure. But I am your host, Fenrir765, and yes, I'm here to talk about video games with my dear good friend, Mr. Hoptimus Fett. He's got calves of steel. He is just using them kettlebells. I don't kettlebells. know if What? I'm I just playing. I didn't I'm get a letter. Funny. I didn't get a letter. <laughs> I wasn't told. Well, hey man, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Finn. How about you? I can't I mean, complain. Under the circumstances, it's yes. it's been a wild ride the past couple days. Yeah, there we've had you know some 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 bad news hit our community here uh, the last few days, and then. Then the internet went ablaze with, you know, Microsoft doing something huge, which we'll talk about later in the show. And then we have just, you know, other things uh, going on. I mean, but it's just been yeah, a like, wild like effing Boba ride. Fett episode four. Oh, man, don't even talk about it. I haven't had a chance. I won't. I won't. Don't even don't even go there. I, I've heard it's amazing already. So I can't wait to to dip my toes into more Boba Fett. Well, Hop, did you know we actually have a guest? Our callouts have finally uh, brought in another guest. Well, I'm, I'm not a new guest. He's been around a couple times. Well, we've got it, some uh, regulars in the audience, and I really hope that they jump up when we get into later parts of the cast. Oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the great thing about this Tag Discord stage is if you want to come up, just raise your hand and tell us, like, hey, you got ideas or chat in the podcast channel let us know what you're thinking and we'll we'll talk about it and get your ideas up here but we'd love to hear your voice as well but we do have a guest and that is not none only uh, well words are hard as usual for finn but it is our good friend power driven our tesla champion sir how you doing the circumstances i'm doing well well thank you for having me yeah, thanks for uh, coming on and joining us. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, and and yeah, you know we'll we'll get into some of the sad news a little bit later. But I want to I want to talk about what you're playing right now. What are you doing in the world of video games, Power? So I have been actually playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. I have also obviously been digging in with my gems of war across the board um but actually i have really been getting sucked in with xbox game pass ultimate and i've been actually playing <laughs> are you guys addicted to the to the achievements for the game pass stuff where it's like log in one day and do I the not, free no. games on the cloud and i've I gotten into an that achievement person yeah i'm I'm, not either but 
but it got me. I'll I'll bounce into new games that I've never even heard of. I'm like, well, that sounds interesting, and I didn't pay for it, so let's give it a shot. And, and more often than not, they don't suck. Yeah, I, I, mean, I will say I do that. Like, I will jump into some random games that I probably would have never given a thought to because I wouldn't have paid money for it, right? Outside of my subscription to Game Pass. Now, do you guys do any of the other... Now, do you just have regular Game Pass, or do you have Game Pass Ultimate? Ultimate. Ultimate, yeah. yeah. I mean, I pay okay. for... Do you use any of the features? Like the streaming to the PC or onto your phone? I've tried a few things, but I have not... Uh, it's just not the way I prefer to game. I prefer to it's use not my on my TV. Xbox... On yeah. my 55-inch 4K UHD HDR Samsung Q60 QLED TV, I don't want to play it. I totally want to just, like, flex on you there, but I'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the bigger, newer TV, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm just yeah. saying, I, I game exclusively through my Xbox on the TV. I think that stuff is awesome. I just have no interest in messing around with it. I don't have time. I barely have enough time. Like when I want a game, I want the full experience. I have my surround sound Astro headphones on and my TV and I want to sit down and be comfortable. I don't want to be like squinting at a little phone screen or trying to hook up a controller to my fucking iPad or any of that stuff. No, I'm done with that kind of shit. Oh, you know, when I try, see, I started traveling for work. Um, doing merger that, and acquisition, that changes ISA, things. Yes. Yeah, and that, that is like things. a yeah. huge deal. Like I was right. sitting in the airport, bored off my ass, and I'm like, I wonder if this will work here. And I had 5G connectivity with my phone, and honestly, it was smooth like butter. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I've heard a lot of people speak highly of the streaming, and it's been a really long time since I've used like the streaming to from console to like the windows computer because i did that a few times many years ago uh, and it wasn't super great but i was doing everything over wi-fi so i assume it only gets it's gotten better with time so well i mean power that's awesome that you're getting use out of it and that's what it's for i mean you know me and hopper i guess more focused on the, our traditional experience and i'm glad you get the opportunity to not have to lug your xbox around and play the games that you want to play and that's a just time. options are great, right? Options are always great. So hop, what are you playing, man? Uh, let's see this week. Uh, some horizon five still working on kingdoms of Amalur. I got a little sidetracked because, uh, my game share buddy picked up the Warhammer chaos Bane slayer edition for series X, which is basically a Diablo clone in the Warhammer universe. It's four-player co-op online. It looks good. It plays good. It's pretty fun. I've been playing with Anthem and Kicked and Zelk, and we've been having a blast. Uh, it was on sale dirt cheap for like $12, the Series X version that had all the DLC and everything. I think that sale's over now. Uh, but if it goes on sale again, I highly recommend it if you like games like Diablo. Um, the gameplay is probably closer to Diablo 3, but the skill system reminds me more of Diablo 2. So it's a nice mix between the two. It's pretty fun. Uh, I've been jumping into Vanguard here and there when people are online. Um, 
not much to do for me in Vanguard right now unless my friends are on, so it's not like the first thing I'm jumping to, but I still enjoy it. Uh, probably won't touch Warzone until they fix it. That's kind of a hot mess. I'm looking forward to some new games coming to Game Pass, though, especially one that you were raving about. I think it drops on Game Pass tomorrow, so I will install and check that game out. That are would be you referring? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's so I will, so I will many definitely things. check that out. Yeah, especially because it's, it's that link to the past kind of art style mm-hmm. mixed with the Dead Souls kind of gameplay up probably will get me involved. What have you been playing, Finn? Uh, before I go on, I'll just say with Death Store is don't get too beat up about some of the bosses. They're really great boss fights, and it just takes a like you really just have to kind of like pay attention Talking to the about patterns. It, the guy that so. played every treasure game on the Sega Genesis. I know all <laughs> about boss fights. Well, I know I've no, I've talked to a couple people where they got to like uh, a certain boss and they're like this game sucks cuz this boss I'm like no you just got to really like look at the pattern learn and the patterns. Yep, yeah. That's all it is. So freaking kids these days. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, I've been playing mainly Halo. Finally rolled credits on Mortal Shell. And as soon as I beat right. it, I uninstalled it because I didn't care to go back and do the new game plus. <laughs> right. uh, it was like, fun. Gonna... It was worth my time. Like, it, I will say it's worth a play if you like Dark Souls. Uh, it was pretty cool up until the final boss fight. And then the final boss fight was kind of cheese in some ways. So I, I just was just not too thrilled with the ending of it. But after our last episode with our game of the year stuff, when we talked about our not new but great in 2021, what I went back and I've been playing still some more Deep Rock Galactic and uh, Remnant from Ashes. I booted that up and just ran around uh, shooting and killing stuff. So I've been having fun with those games, and I think that they're gonna have its le- their legs through this year. And even in our Discord and our Xbox channel, we were just talking about maybe trying to get a Deep Rock Galactic night going and try to get as many people together digging, mining you know shooting bugs so it'd be fun so get into that xbox channel let us know what's going on with that but hey this is your opportunity if you're listening to the show and you like what we talk about or you know you have ideas of video games yourself come join us let us know that you want to speak and let your voice be heard there is no such thing as a bad idea unless your name's tony but we don't talk about that too much right Hop? no not at all Never. all right so yeah come join the show we'd love to have you on we love to talk about video games and hear what is going on with your thoughts but for now i got some news for you it's been only a week since we last recorded because of me getting covid and getting off schedule but there there's been some big things that have happened and the the true creme de la creme of stories we'll talk about at the end of the show in our deep dive but here are some things that i picked up this week first of all halo infinite is looking at changing their store up their twitter yeah, to adjust their prices yeah. finally after they're, the outra- outrage and i haven't really been able to pay attention to if any of those have come to fruition yet but they're really looking at their bundles and the price points and how to kind of make that all work out. So we'll see how this actually shakes out, but that is on their list of things to go. Supposedly it was supposed to start happening yesterday on Tuesday, January 18th. So we'll have to see what those actually look like. I don't know anything. Um, so they do need to improve their story, their store prices. 
this next story uh came off twitter last time we talked about dying light being two or 500 hours to 100 percent the game and i really wonder you know what their marketing team is doing here because they come out with that 500 hour thing and then they had to walk it back like several times to to get it seem not as bad as they it kind of initially came off as but yeah i think they blew their load a little too early bragging about that well like not realizing the kind of message they were sending out did you see their next follow-up to that was that they're gonna have content for five years that include new stories location and game events and all the fun stuff you love is what they said so this game is gonna be supported for five years one when i read that i think that's awesome i'll be interested to see what kind of cost that will be but i think it's cool that they will support this game heck they support dying light one forever and added a new expansion just like a year or two ago so i think it's great power uh were you a dying light fan were you like on that off and on okay off and on i did also see their their twitter uh post today it was like three hundred and fifty thousand words and somebody's like yep i bet you it's like a you know a word search puzzle with three hundred and fifty thousand words but it was like they were just saying you know most games it's like i'll take a game with 50 words (laughs) like I I don't I understand three hundred fifty thousand words. That's great. Um, I'm just hoping it adds to the content, not just like crammed in there for some big marketing drivel. I I think that they'll have legit DLC, like story DLC and uh, locations or weapons or whatever that they're gonna do. Uh, it's just a, it, time will tell what it actually looks like. I mean, we've been told a lot of things for a lot of games and. You know, like we expect something big when it just comes out and ends up being like one additional level. So, but either way, Dying Light is making it sound like for the next five years, you're going to have plenty to do with this game. And honestly, I hope it's true. I hope that they land and stick this promise and, and we can all enjoy Dying Light for for a long time to come. I, I, I personally like a game where I can play it for a while, get what I need out of it for the time being, and then go play some other things. And then, oh, hey, look, there's some new content. Let me go jump back in. I, I kind of like that with many games or a lot of games now because, let's face it, there's so much coming out all the time that I can't keep up with it all. So if I get small doses as time goes on, then I'll I'll keep diving back into it. So I know, Hop, you played, you love Dying Light. Did you? Are you kind of feeling pretty positive about this idea of five years of content to come down the road we'll see i mean if it's like new story content stuff i just don't want i just don't like games that push kind of like uh the service thing like destiny like if it's gatekeeping behind a level cap or a thing that kind of shit just pushes me away and i'll just walk away from you i will i will just stop playing but if it's um self-contained something more like Diablo 3 or Borderlands 3 where they just add content and you can choose whether or not you want to keep up with the game then I'm totally cool with that so um I played a lot of Dying Light 1 did a lot of co-op it was a lot of fun we actually went back when they did the uh, FPS boost for like a week or two me and B-Daddy kicked an anthem and it was kind of fun to go back in that game for a minute but we quickly got bored because like oh yeah we played the shit out of this game when it came out <laughs> 
Um, and it's only 1080p 60 frames. And, you know, now that we're all used to 4K 60 or 1440, 120, it was kind of hard to uh, play. Um, but yeah, I could, I could, I could get into it. I don't know about for five years. I'm sure even after five years, I may not want to play it. It depends on the game. There's not many games that will hold my interest that long unless the gameplay loop is really, really good. Yeah. All right. Well, I do know of a game. I mean, the next game you're talking about, I played for years without any updates because the gameplay loop was just addicting as all get up for me. Well, let's the the game that this game is in is it's kind of a two-parter story here so right uh a modder for minecraft has spent the last two years of his life creating a mod of doom to be that is playable in minecraft with cutscenes and it, boss fights and it more. looks like 2016 doom in minecraft which is nuts i was just looked yeah. at that and i was like that's insane how'd they do that yeah and you know the modder's name is uh sabogi i want to say and in an article with pc gamer they interviewed him about it and yeah he totally said he took his uh inspiration from the newer last two doom games rather than like the old school and it's not a one-to-one remake he tried to just make it hit it you know his own flair with it so uh i'm assuming this would be for pc only which kind of sucks but i would love to see i i might jump on youtube to see if i can catch any videos on it but i think it's it looks awesome i mean it totally looks like minecraft but at the same time it still looks like mars and doom and you know, the UAC facility that you run around in for many of the uh, levels throughout the 2016 and uh, Doom Eternal. So, yeah, I think it looks cool. And I mean, some of the even the creatures look pretty rad for, you know, in the same vein as what the creatures would look like in the game. So I definitely want to check it out. Then let's see here. Oh, Titanfall 2 fans again modders coming to the rescue uh we've talked about this a long time ago titanfall 2 on pc especially has had its issues with ddos attacks and several other hacks and things going on that have pretty much rendered the game unplayable for many people so so a modder has created a mod that pretty much allows players to create their own private servers and or custom game servers that are more peer-to-peer rather than using the Titanfall 2 servers and allows them to, you know, create their own games and play and use old school lobby systems where you kind of search for a lobby and jump into it and play. So it it's a workaround. And, you know, I think what I gained from this story was it sucks that EA and Respawn haven't been able to fix this issue. But, I mean... Obviously, their time and money does not seem to be as devoted towards a a game that I can't remember when Titanfall 2 came out, but it's been a while now. 2017, I I believe. Oh, so it's only been like five years? Wow. Only five years. Man. Talk about (laughs) playing a game for five years. That's like 18 Half-Life or 18 Call of Duty. So, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's awesome, though, that a dedicated group of fans can figure this out and make a system that works for them and hopefully keeps people playing that game because Titanfall 2 still remains the number one first person shooter for me and of the last generation. And 
I, nothing has come close to it in terms of single player, multiplayer, and all the all in between with that game. Then this last story is really kind of two stories in one. So the Bloomberg comes out and says, hey, guess what? Sony is booting up their production on the PlayStation 4s. They're going to ship about a million units over the course of 2022. Last PlayStation talked about they were just going to only, they are going to end production of the PS4 at the end of 2021, but because of the chip shortages and all the things going on with the PlayStation 5, they decided let's just keep building up the our ability to sell those PlayStation 4s and people will hopefully keep buying those and keep jumping into games. Meanwhile, Xbox at the end of 2021 decide, uh, hey, you know, let's not build anymore. Oh, no, at the end of 2020, I was wrong. At the end of 2020, they decided to just continue making Xbox Ones and just let providers sell out with whatever stock that they have. So stock with what they have. Ah, words fail me <laughs> but anyways you get the point xbox says hey we're done with xbox one playstation says hey let's go back to playstation 4 and keep making some more and see what happens so there's a lot of confusion with it not- that has to do with like i'm sure that has to do with the production flow sony must have yeah. a ton of parts that they can make ps4s with and microsoft maybe planned better I don't know. Maybe Microsoft was planning ahead longer and they've got a good workflow in to get these machines made or they secured better deals with the supply vendors. It's really complicated right now because of all the shortages of the chips due to the ongoing fucking pandemic of greatness. Uh, You know, it's fucking crazy. So, Power, I know that you were just telling me earlier you got yourself a nice little gaming rig, but do you have a Series X or S or a PlayStation 5? So I actually lucked out. Uh, I've actually had my Series X since last, not last November, but the November before, so really shortly after launch. Um, I actually found it when Target had the deal where in order to combat the bot, you actually had to sign in and create an account and do all that. I managed to get in that small bucket where they hadn't figured out how to break that yet. So I managed to get a Series X then, and I've been loving the hell out of it. The only complaint I have with all of these consoles, PS5, the uh, Series X and all that, is the damn storage. You know, games are getting to the point, I mean, Microsoft flights them, 180 gigs. I mean... You're yeah, burning through your time. Kind of pig. Yeah. yeah, but even even average, you know, first person shooters that everybody plays are anywhere from seventy to ninety five gigs. And you're chewing through data you're chewing through your, your drive like water. You get ten games on and you're like, Oh, what do I want to clear off now? So Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, the storage the performance is amazing. The storage Jenga can be challenging at times, and my issue is there's a couple games where I'm like, oh, I'll get back to playing that again, and I never do, but they still sit there waiting for me to play. I just got to get better at At least on Xbox, you can move them, like you can move them to a regular external USB drive if you're not playing them, 
uh, currently and then move them back when you want to play them. That's a cool feature. Yeah, that is I, I know, true. like, I haven't touched Borderlands 3 in forever, so I moved it off the internal drive onto an external drive. Yeah. At some point, I probably will go back, but I don't know when, so... But I didn't want to delete it because I don't want to have to re-download it because, yeah. you know, data caps. Woo! And, and that, and some of these games, like, you know, the Call of Duties and what Borderlands and all this stuff, I mean, they're pushing 100 gigs. And yeah. Yep. They, they just eat space, and that data cap, all that stuff is just not worth it in the end. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and Hop, I do agree. Like, we'll never really know for a long time what is going on with this chip shortage. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Uh, but we know that it, it's a real thing, and it just makes you wonder what's going on. Like, why? I mean, we know the Xbox Series S just sold, like, hotcakes through the holiday season, which is great for Xbox. But nobody could find a Series X or a PlayStation 5 anywhere, but you could find those S's. So did those just build up really fast? Do they not use a lot of the same things that are needed? I mean, I'm not a super tech person anymore. I don't really get too deep in the weeds on those, but I, I really think it's interesting that, you know, we find the S's were selling like hotcakes, like I said, through the holiday. And now, uh, we're seeing PlayStation coming back and maybe I don't know, PlayStation is realizing they need kind of a that low tier, mid tier thing. I, I don't know. But it's oh, still I think I can speak to the to the Series S. The Series S that's hitting that price point for people and it doesn't have any disc, so it's all digital, which a lot of people are going to. Game Pass Ultimate is playing into that, but then you're still able to play your series your Xbox series game. You're able to play the new ones. You just playing them digitally versus. Well, you're also not getting I mean, some of those games are not running on the series S that's designed for a 1080p uh, yeah. screen. Right. So if you're a visual fidelity person, you're going to want the series X. If you're yeah. not a visual fidelity person, you're fine with the series S uh, but even some of the games, even performance-wise, like Halo Infinite on the Series S quality mode is 30 frames a second, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely not a beefy box. And in a lot of ways... No, nah, but for a casual gamer, it's yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, I've toyed with the idea of picking up a Series S for you know my TV upstairs or whatever, but you know, it's just... Yeah, I, I prefer to come down and, and play on my, you know, full experience like we talked about earlier uh, in the show, comparing streaming to console or PC. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, time will tell what will happen. The, I mean, just throwing this off out there, I mean, I read an article, I don't remember where it was from, but uh, it seems like the gap that was so massive during the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 era is not nearly as big as people would think would coming into this new era of the Xbox series versus PlayStation five. Uh, it seems like it's pretty close to each other. Uh, not quite two to one, but not quite one to one either. So it's like somewhere in the middle of that. So it will be interesting to see what happens. And I, and I think it's just great that these two companies are doing really well. Cause that's just promoting them to keep, doing better and, and providing us with better experiences in the end. So, well, that does it for the news. And 
you know, we're going to shift gears a little bit here. Like I said, we, you know, at the beginning of the show, we had some, you know, kind of an all roller coaster week, you know, lots of crazy stories have happened, uh, in the world of video games, but more personally with our community here in tag, uh, we were kind of hit with some, some really sad news and, you know, it was, it was, a it shocked us all in a lot of ways, uh, you know, we were informed uh, earlier in the week that uh, a great friend of Tag, a long-standing member of Tag, I mean, he goes back to the days before Tag, if I remember correctly. But yeah, he's uh, one of the OGs of Tag, man. Yeah, uh, he, the Big J nineteen, um, unfortunately passed away earlier this week, and uh, I can't say enough about this guy. Uh, I've only been in Tag for what, like five years now, and from the start he has he was warm and welcoming and played games and just had a blast uh just chatting talking about things and he didn't care how good you were he didn't care anything about it he just wanted people to hang out with him and play the game that he was playing or play you know whatever i mean you could even hit him up and probably play something different with him and he'd do it he was really one of the best guys uh around i know he wasn't super active in our discord but i mean heck you if you got him on a friend list for Xbox, he, he was down to play. And I know I played a lot of Blackout with him, played a lot of Rainbow Six Siege with him. And, and you know, when I saw the news, it just it made me regret not playing more with him in the last few months. And I I, I think he's, he's going to be missed. And my, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to his family. Uh, I know Tango Slayer has been uh, has joined our server now, and and he's chatting up with the people, and and I just wish them the peace that they they, they need through this time. But Hop, you you kind of gathered some notes from some people, and I'll like turn it over to you for a second, and you can share that. And I know Power, you have some thoughts as well to share about Big J that you. I like got to a, share. I got a couple stories, and then uh, I'd like to do my own tribute um, tag member. We'll just call him Cliff. I don't want to give away his last name in case he wants his privacy on Facebook. <laughs> he said uh, he remembers the game of Siege. It was tie game one. And he was first through the hole. He rounded a corner. He hit a tripwire. He was out. The other two teammates fell after, like, dominoes. Jay was alone. And, dude, I've been in Siege games with Jay, and he's done this, too. <laughs> Jay was alone, and within seconds, our hopes of winning were dashed. And I remember laughing in the dead lobby because we all fell so fast. And Jay just took off running around the building. He said another charge, breached, entered a room with three enemies, standing up. Beginning a search for him, he blasted two at the shotgun, and honestly, might have been a single shot there. So close. The third shot him up pretty good, and he was almost down, but then he blasted that guy, too. This all happened within seconds, and Jay literally turns to a doorway to see the last guy. Headshot, game, we won. We were so hyped after that. Big Jay was the hero, and boy, did he know it. I will always remember that. Uh, B-Daddy K posted today that he's a man, I won't be able to make it, but I got my first ever win in Black Ops... Uh, blackout mode with big j and tango um i myself played a ton of blackout with big j and tango and jags boy a lot of siege with big j jags boy tango there was a whole group of us uh Lone brown man, <laughs> brown man yeah oh menarga yeah that's a whole nother story yeah uh <sighs> 
I'm going to miss Big J. He was just a great guy. He always, he always was just so cool to hang out with. And he would, he would never be mad if you sucked at Siege. He would always tell you, hey, try this next time. He was always welcoming to other players. <laughs> All right, Power Driven, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. All right, buddy. Yeah, he, uh, he and I would talk all the time, even if it wasn't, wasn't gaming and it, he was in siege and there wasn't any space or whatever. I was like, man, I'm, I'm good. If you don't, if you don't mind, I'll just hang in the party and we'll just chat here. If you don't mind, he's like, yeah, no problem. And we, we would, there were nights where we would just, just shoot the breeze and just, you know, enjoy hanging out as they're playing. And it was just, he was so welcoming and he and I actually ran, he was the guild master for, um, the tag gems of war on Xbox. And he and I ran that together and I'm leaving him as guild master. I can do what I need to do in the position I'm in, in the guild. And I'm just going to leave him there as guild master in honor of him, because I mean, what a great dude. I mean, we, we talked, I can't even count the amount of times that he and I have just talked. Like there were there were day there were weeks where we would talk every day, and weekends included, and it was just he enjoyed it, and so did I. And you know, I just the only thing to say is, you know, I know we lost Pat, and now we lost Jay. I just hope that the two of them are up there just having a blast. So that's what I got. He definitely was uh, the best of us. You know, he just was a great, great dude. And I can't speak enough. And, and I'm glad we have, you know, Tango can join us on our server. And I hope that he can uh, find some of the magic that, you know, his, his dad found with us here in Tag and, and we can have some fun and, and game it and, and get, get to know each other there. And I, I, I just really, you know, thoughts and my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to them. <laughs> I just can't, I keep thinking about the time me, him and Bromano were playing Borderlands three and we were all Beastmasters, what running around with our different pets. <laughs> and we took he on would, Jay would drive me crazy. Cause when you were playing Borderlands, he would have to see every yes. inch of the fucking map. I was like, yep. dude, we got to go through this door. He's like, wait, but what's over there? I'm like, just, Fucking turn! Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! So nuts about that. But yeah, we were playing and we took on. Uh, oh god, I can't remember the guy. The guy with the electric floor. Um, the big shock dude. Uh, whatever. Uh, we were taking him on, and uh, <laughs> it was just us standing back while our pets just wreaked havoc inside of the chamber, and we were just laughing. I mean, I think we laughed for like ten minutes, even after the boss bottle was over. We just had a blast with it. So. Yeah, uh, you know, pour one out, do whatever you got to do, Big J. Uh, just final note is uh, look at our announcements cha uh, page. We have a couple of different things uh, if you're interested. Uh, no, uh, no requirement to do it or anything, but uh, in honor of Big J, we've put together, some of our tag members put together a donation to Child's Play, a really awesome charity that helps out at children's hospitals. Uh, helping kids get access to games and have fun and play. 
uh, and there's a couple ways you can donate one through Facebook uh, and one through Child's Play's direct website. Just if you do it that way, make sure you mark uh, in memory of the Big J 19. So uh, again, this one goes to you, Big J. Just, you know, game on, brother. And we'll get that one more game next time when we all when we all get up there is with you, bud. Well, let's turn a page here. And uh, I mean, I no real segue from that, but hop, uh, can you give us an update on what's going on with our community for the next couple weeks? Uh, we got our alternating Tuesday night horizon five and halo this week was past week was horizons. So this coming up Tuesday, the 25th will be halo. Thursday nights, January 20th is Wreckfest, and then January 27th is IDARB, which is a pretty old school Xbox One game, but I remember it had a pretty big following last time we played. Uh, Friday nights is Fight Club. Um, We've been playing mostly Mortal Kombat 11 and Justice 2, which is on Game Pass. Rich Fighter 5 Final Showdown, which is on sale right now on the backwards compatibility sale. It is less than $5.00. If you want a really good fighting game, still looks good, pick it up right now. Hit us up. I'll play with you anytime. All right, Finn. What's going on with the books? They are reading The Black Company. And join our book club channel. Just go to a roles room. Add yourself to the role of I am book club. And get reading. Get listening. However you like to digest your books. And get chatting. And tell us your thoughts. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is. I've heard good things about this book. It's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting from the title I read, so go check it out. Now, Hop, Power, I don't know if you guys have paid attention to anything in the last 24 hours, 48 hours, but there was a little news story that came out, and it seemed to cause a lot of shockwaves across the internet. I mean, there. I opened Twitter yesterday and I immediately closed it because I couldn't handle all the hot takes that were coming at me regarding this news story. And, you know, I'll just rip the bandaid off if you haven't heard yet. And that's Microsoft is planning to buy Activision Blizzard King for $69.7 billion the largest video game acquisition to date, which just beat the record of Zynga being bought by Take-Two for $12.7 billion. And as you can imagine, the internet handled it with such grace and charm, and everybody was happy and excited and congratulating all the different people on this potential acquisition. And as I just give this update here, our podcast channel is kind of already going nuts with it. Tony's throwing out COD exclusive, all this stuff, whatever. I'm not even going to speculate a whole lot on that right now, but what was your first reaction when you saw that news, Hop? Uh, So I was getting ready to go to work it was like 6 30 in the morning my time 
And I was like, holy crap, are you serious? I can't believe, because I, I was on my Twitter and I follow some um, Call of Duty content creators. And one of the guys I follow, he does zombie stuff exclusively. And he was like, I can't believe this is happening. I was like, no way. So then I'm scrolling through my Twitter and I was like, holy crap, there's an official one from Microsoft. So I clicked the link and it's an official Microsoft press release. And I was like, okay, this is real. This isn't a scam. Holy crap, it's not April. It's not April Fool's Day. Uh, wow. Um, I was just kind of like, wow. Just kind of in shock. I uh, I think it could be really good for everybody involved. I don't think with this big of an acquisition that they're going to go exclusive on certain titles right away till those contracts are done. We'll see if they can figure out a way to make money. I think they're doing this really as like, here's how to make Game Pass even more attractive to the point where why would I buy such and such console when I can't get Game Pass and get all these games every month on my PC or on my Xbox? I think they're just trying to make themselves the more attractive option. I have to agree that's with my, you. When you, said, take on when you texted me a link to that, I just saw like the you know, the URL and I was like, what the, this is some bullshit. There's no way. Right. Right. And yeah. I was like, what? And then I get home from work and I, you know, go and do my, uh, see a man about a horse situation after a long day of work and catching up in the discord. And all of a sudden I just see like 150,000 messages on our gaming news channel. And I'm like, holy shit. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, it took all day for it to really sink in for me. Power, what was your thought originally when you saw the Acti Blizz King so, buyout? I I have a lot of friends that are anti Microsoft, and you know honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I'm I'm probably more pro Microsoft than a lot of people. Um, I was excited, nervous, semi scared. Only because it also affects the my core favorite game of all time, and that's Diablo. If that gets screwed up, I'm gonna be pissed. But I don't think uh, you know. I think if they do it right, <laughs> they're just printing money at that point. As long as it doesn't you know, alienate the Diablo 3 players. It doesn't alienate the WoW players. You know, I mean, look at look at Minecraft. You know, most people are like, oh yeah, whatever, they're going to screw that up. And they've solidified it and really made it a thing. I mean... And it's got it, cross-play across everything. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm excited for, is if, if this comes to fruition in a good way, that it's just only going to get better. We're not going to get the same garbage pumped out every year where it's like, oh, yep, another Call of Duty. Yep, same yeah, Call of Duty. I'm different really skin. hoping they switch Call of Duty to a two-year cycle with this acquisition and give those teams a longer time, better development, more time to release, um, you know, like have a two-year battle pass or whatever model they do. Um I think that's going to be much better, less stressful on those poor developers that are like working their butts off 24 seven. Cause it was kind of a sweatshop under the uh, thumb of Activision. Yeah. So 
here's some things that I through I've read several different websites about this. It's presumed that this is going to take about 18 months to close. Right. So 2023, uh, end of fiscal year 2023, which is like June 2023 for Activision Blizzard. And so pretty much Activision Blizzard is going to operate as if they're still their own company through this entire time period. So we won't really see many changes in anything probably for yeah. a really long time. Number two... Uh, there is no confirmation, but supposedly, uh, Kotick, Kotick, whatever, Bobby, Uncle Bobby, who is, seems to be kind of a douchebag from what I understand. I don't know. Don't know him personally. He, uh, supposedly may be gone after the close of the deal. It's like a $300 million payout, which is freaking nuts. Yeah. He's, I mean he won't have to do anything ever again. No. Neither will his great, great, great grandchildren, but whatever. So that will be, you know, those are some of the big kind of points that are going on there. But yeah, we may not see anything about this for quite a long time. I mean, remember when uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda or Zenimax? Yeah, it took like a whole year. Yeah, it took a whole, pretty much a whole year, and we didn't really see anything show up in Game Pass or anything like that until the deal was coming to a close. So it'll be interesting. Uh, you're right. I think there's a lot of Microsoft has kind of shown that they will honor contracts. They won't just, you know, end them or pay out sums of money. I mean, we saw Deathloop come out exclusively on PlayStation this last fall. Ghostwire Tango is going to do the same thing for a year. So. I think Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, we're going to see the same thing probably happen. Whatever current deals they'll be in place right. will, will be the case. I mean, yeah. we have no idea. And like a lot of the speculation of like Call of Duty is going to be 100% only on we Xbox. Won't know we won't know anything until yeah. the earliest we would know is the Call of Duty 2024, which would be... A van, uh, yeah, Sledgehammer developed Call of Duty if they're following the same current schedule. Because yeah. 2022 is going to be an Infinity Ward Call of Duty. 2023 is going to be a Treyarch Call of Duty. 2024 would be the next one. Or maybe what happens is they give Black Ops 2023 another year of content. I would be okay with that. Yeah. I would be more than okay with that. <laughs> you know, Sith brought up a couple things that I thought was interesting. He talked about with this uh, announcement, there was a talk of metaverse and I have to agree with you, sis, like Sith, when I saw that, it, it kind of made me cringe a little bit. It made me like, you know, shudder, like, man, why is Microsoft talking about metaverse? Right. You know, why is this a buzzword it's the thing? Yeah. It's the thing. So, you know, there was that, he also brought up uh, the fact that the rumor was uh, Bobby and a was trying to find somebody else to buy Activision Blizzard, uh, but the he couldn't land anything. Nobody uh, else wanted to touch him. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were ra- they are radioactive, and you know hopefully when if Microsoft if this deal actually you know goes through, Microsoft can hopefully clean house and 
and change the culture of Activision Blizzard and like you said kind of get away from the two-year dev cycle or the one you know every year Call of Duty coming out giving teams more time to build it and all that stuff so it'll be interesting I mean we're a long ways away it's just everybody's in shock right now I mean god Twitter was a firestorm of you know Microsoft is this big evil empire that's going to ruin everybody or Microsoft's awesome because now everything is going to be on Game Pass and you know we don't have to you know pay for a trash call of duty game again or you know whatever like it just was every like i mean it was all over the place i i shut it down really quickly and just said nope not going down this rabbit yeah, it's hole all today speculation yeah it's, I mean, all, it's all it is we won't even know any details for at least six months probably and those will be sparse but what i do know hop is when microsoft finally gets their shit together and makes a fighting game for their IP like characters. A, like a Smash Brothers game. <laughs> well, I mean, they could make a legit, like, you know, Mortal Kombat or Killer Instinct or whatever. You know, but I'm just saying, whenever they make their mascot fighter type game, we have about a thousand different characters to choose right. from. So I would just like to get Master Chief in Warzone. Oh, God. That'd be wild. Can I get that? Absolutely <laughs> wild. But I've also got a, another little you know, rub on all this. So remember they mentioned metaverse. Could you imagine like call of duty or Diablo in VR? Oh my God. That would be just amazing with the skills, with the skill tree and all that. I'm not a huge VR person. So, but I think that'd be, I mean, I, I see your point and I, I'm not knocking it down. I think it's great, but it's just right now it's not my cup of tea. You know, and, but you bringing up Diablo like just makes me think of a joke I kept running through my head. Uh, is that you know Microsoft was really bummed when Rod Ferguson left the coalition to go head up Blizzard's uh, Diablo so franchise. They so they <laughs> so they they had to get uh, Rod Ferguson back some one way or another, and that just required buying the whole damn company. So now, yeah. Speaking of buying the whole damn company, I have one cool fun fact that I saw about Microsoft today. If Microsoft really wanted to, they literally could lay the smack down and literally buy Sony for $150 million. Completely. Wouldn't that be only if Sony was willing to sell? Yeah. You have to be willing to sell your yes. company. They wanted to buy Nintendo, and Nintendo refused. But couldn't so. you go hostile takeover? Mm, I don't think that works against Japanese companies. I don't think that... If it was an American company, possibly with shareholder, if it was a, a public share company, but I don't think that works with the Japanese companies. I'm no specialist in that, so don't take don't take that as the <laughs> word of the law. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that that's not how it works for those companies. I mean, I wouldn't even begin to speculate on what it would take to do anything with that kind of money. But I do know, I hundred percent do know that Microsoft paid seventy billion in cash. Like that so has far, been right? Like, and the rumor is, is they're not done yet, and there was a list of companies that are for sale. And the most, ex- the next most expensive company is EA, and they've been really buddy hanging buddy. out with Microsoft lately. So I gotta wonder, and if they bought EA, that would mean that Microsoft would have Battlefield, Call of Duty, Halo, Gears, oh, yep. and Titanfall, <laughs> and all under one house, which is nuts. 
Would you really um, want Battlefield right now, though? Bottom end of that of that scale of companies that could be acquired. One that I I was hoping Microsoft was going to buy last year only because I'd like to see more of their games, and I would love to see this company just kind of come back to the forefront of gamers' minds. I would really like Microsoft to buy Sega if yeah, I was I to pick a company that. for yeah. them to buy. I think it would serve both companies really well. It would give Microsoft a lot more of the Japanese games and maybe get some Japanese gamers involved and uh, give me Virtua Fighter 6. Thank you. And uh, I'll be on my way. And a new fantasy star. Man. Like, I just, I can't see Microsoft buying somebody else right now. Like, it's just mind-boggling to me, right? According to a bunch of stuff I read, they're not. Yeah, according to stories I read, they're not done yet. There's going to be more in the next month. I was like, that's nuts. Who's next? I no. mean, they're when leaning I... into Game Pass hardcore. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, I think they're, they're, look, they're itching for content, and they're, they're looking to beef the library as much as they possibly can. I mean, like, I just speak from a sense of, like, I know nothing kind of situation. I know nothing. And that's exactly it, right? Like, I, it's just, like, to me, $70 billion dollars plus 12 and a half or seven and a half billion dollars. You know, they're at, they're over a hundred billion dollars in the last two years, like two, three years. Right. With all the studios that they purchased. I mean, to me, like that kind of money just is mind boggling to spend. Granted, I know Microsoft's pockets are deeper than probably God's pockets themselves, but I'm just, I don't, I just can't see them buying somebody else, or at least maybe not in the next 18 months, right? Mm. It's, we'll I, 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 I totally think they are. And, you know, you're, you're talking about not that they're big acquisitions. They are, but you also have to balance that those acquisitions are still making money for them, you know, after the fact. So it's not just $68 billion and it's gone. I mean, they're earning revenue off of that. So, yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, just it's like, I'm just trying to fathom sixty, seventy billion dollars. Like, I I'm like literally stacking one dollar bills until I get to seventy billion in my mind, and it just is exploding, right? Like, I, I just, it's numbers that I can't comprehend, and it's just being thrown around like it's nothing in my the way it looks like to me, right? I mean, that's. That's how I see it. Like, they just keep spending it left and right, left and right. And my budgeting brain has to say, you got to stop at some point, right? You can't keep going forever. But I, Hop, you're right. They are going all in on Game Pass. And the only way to do it is have a ton of content. property and content to fill yep. it up. So that way you don't it's have to keep making those third-party deals. And you can just It's really it the same thing that the Hollywood studio systems are doing right now. Everybody's trying to gobble each other's content. And then so mm-hmm. now they've like some of the major studios are like, oh, well, we're making our own content streaming service. And then they're trying to grab content. I mean, that was the whole part of the whole reason why Disney quickly acquired Lucasfilm yep. and then Fox so they could have all this content. And they saw that coming. I'm just going to give that analogy. Microsoft and right. Disney are the same thing. One's just film and TV. The other is software right. Right? and hardware, I guess. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane. And, and like this, this deal just hits in a way that like, I just didn't expect it to. I mean, it, it's no, huge. It, yeah, it's- when I saw the news, I was like, "Get out!" That's I first I thought it was 
bull crap. I was like, wait, it's January. It's not April 1st. Like, what's well, going on? Because, like, <laughs> what were we doing sitting there thinking, oh, Square Enix, Saga, you know, these smaller publishers or studios that we thought maybe, like, oh, Bethesda is probably the biggest one that they'll do. No, fuck. I mean, they just, they whipped it out. They laid it on the table and they said, this is what I got. Was it full of veins? I probably, I mean, it was probably a meaty thing, for 60, man. For $69 million, it was. <laughs> so, and I mean, on the other side I, of that, I guess, like, today, Sony's market value dropped $20 million what? in the past wow, 24 hours. Yeah, because <laughs> of this awesome. announcement. That's crazy. They're probably freaking out a little bit over there. So is there uh, anything you guys are worried about with this acquisition deal? Are there any any IPs or anything that as you're... As somebody that plays exclusively on Xbox, not out of any malicious hate or anything, I mean, I have a Nintendo Switch in my house that my kids play. Could I buy a PlayStation right now if there was one available? Yes. Would I? Probably not, because I got so many Xbox mm-hmm. games to play. Uh, I'm just excited, because that means all of those games are going to come to Game Pass, because they're first-party titles. Maybe not right away. But it'll be cool to have that and that available. And if there is a new Call of Duty every two years, it's going to be on Game Pass. So even if it's not the Call of Duty you like, you can still try it out and be like, this is good or it's not good or, you know. And I'm sure we're going to see they're going to change that cycle, I think. I think they're going to slow it down so it's not every year. My biggest fear with all of this is when they bring them on to Game Pass, though. Is if it's a game that we all love, it'll be on for like two months and then that's it. Oh well, right, yeah. I think the if it's first party, yeah. it's gonna be there permanently. But they may ch- they may rotate games out as they have a, such a huge library. Maybe they don't want to overwhelm people. I don't know. I Who think the only thing that we might see is games may rotate out due to like licensing of maybe like right. music or whatever, like something something obscure where it just they can't they don't have the rights to play that anymore or whatever in a way so i think that's about it um you know mix switch makes a good point that i've been kind of preaching for the last couple of years and you know I, I guess i'm a sky is falling kind of person with it but you know this deal makes me think a lot that game pass pricing is going to go up not that i will disagree with the reasons why it may go up i could fully understand it because the content is there but you know i definitely see that in the next couple years maybe we see an increase from 15 dollars for ultimate to maybe 20 bucks for ultimate a month so i could also see them possibly doing tiers like here's the 10 dollar a month tier where you get like most current games but not all the latest games and then they have like a higher tier where you get everything i could sort of see them doing that so sort I mean, of like, we'll it, see. I mean, Netflix just raised their price by a dollar themselves, and it, it could be a slow burn on how they release that. And I don't know; it, it'll be interesting. You have to high enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so that's the other. Well, Xbox Live, you know, the Game Pass Ultimate, though they're tiered already. Yeah, but I mean, they're not tiered in what you have access to. It's just the way you can access it. The only thing that you get differently right. with Ultimate is the streaming capabilities and maybe a couple perks or something. I don't know. But like right now, like I think Hop and I, Hop's kind of like saying like maybe you have a tier where you have access to the library, but you don't get day and date games, you know, on day one 
like for right. launch or you, you gotta get, wait yeah. 30 or 60 days to play the new games or Edge. maybe you don't have access to ea play you just have access to whatever's on game pass proper so i you know there's a lot to speculate and we may not see anything over the next 12 months or longer to see what happens. I, I just, I'm excited for it. Uh, I just, I do get a little worried about it. The one thing though, that I preached back when Bethesda Zenimax got bought out. And I know that I'm a hundred percent wrong on this, but I really like, I really do hope. I, I genuinely feel that Microsoft taking call of duty away from PlayStation is a bad call. Uh, I I feel like they're gonna. I feel like it's not gonna go exclusive that particular title. What I feel like they're gonna do though is, if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass, you get Call of Duty basically for nothing, right? With your subscription, yeah. and there'll probably be some extra perks for the Game Pass people, like extra skins. On PlayStation, you will have to buy it. You will yep. not get yep. any of those bonus things. I think the enticement will be the best version of Call of Duty is on Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to flip that switch back over to the Xbox pool. Um, because the player base is huge. Um, right, and I mix with saying there's there's yep. so many multiplayer and so much. I think, I think that may stay a multi-platform game. It's a pretty big, well-established franchise. And I'm okay Here's with that. that because the crossplay in that game actually works perfectly because it works through Activision and not through Sony. Yeah, and so that's, that's why exactly I... what I was just going to ask is if you think they're going to lean into more crossplay with these games across the board. Well, I mean, a lot I think... of the a lot of the non crossplay comes from Sony's side. Yeah. They're the ones that are always pushing back against crossplay. And I think that. Like I said, Call of Duty is like an established franchise that is through and through multi-platform. Like I mean, there there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I think taking it away from PlayStation a hundred percent, maybe not Warzone because that's legacy in a way, but any future Call of Duties, I think it, I I just think that keeping that as a wide berth of Options Plus, what is what a sick burn you boot up your playstation and it's like microsoft, uh, game, microsoft studios. game studios yeah. activision treyarch presents call of duty on your yeah. playstation well you've already got it <laughs> with xbox with the uh mlb yeah right. i mean well that was a little different story it yeah. you know mlb owns the rights to the game so playstation had no choice but otherwise they would lose that the revenue that they would get for it. But the big thing that I'm saying is like, I think that was, I think call of duty is like the exception in the portfolio right there. I think Diablo four, maybe, or any Xbox and PC will, exclusive. Will I think a be lot that. of their games will go Xbox PC exclusive. You know, any I think new the IPs. Only one, I think the only one that might stay multi-platform for the foreseeable future is call of duty. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I could that's the only thing I could see. Uh I saw a couple like tweets where they're talking about like this may be Microsoft's foot in the door to kind of force Sony's hand to allow Game Pass to make its way to PlayStation in a way. And I and I don't see that as being a possibility necessarily. But Nope. I, I just Not think it was an bit. interesting thought because they'll not have everything from Activision Blizzard. I just 
I don't know where things will go. I just think it's a huge, I mean, obviously it's a huge deal. I mean, it sent shockwaves through everything. I mean, if you're a gamer, you were talking about this yesterday at some point. So McSwitch asks is an interesting question. Do you think World of Warcraft could make it to console? I'm going to be just blunt McSwitch. No, I don't think it will come to console. Why? I think I, the potential's there. I think the market's there. I mean, potential and you got the Elder Scroll Online team to go and make it console friendly because that proved that you could do a really good MMO on console. Quest. I just think it's too big of a like it's been around too long and I mean it's maybe the next version. Yeah, I, I, I just if they do a new World of Warcraft on a new engine with console and oh yes sith yeah ff14 on xbox please not gonna happen <laughs> sony's okay. gonna buy final fantasy you think so <laughs> oh, yeah. sony could go after square enix yeah, I mean, no, yeah. i wouldn't oh, i wouldn't you know, put that past them but i mean here's oh, the well thing. they got such a heavy-handed like handshake with them already yeah i just think that going back to switch's question is just wow is an established PC MMO it's super legacy too. It's got yeah. so much junk code in it. that It's not console friendly. You would right have now. to rebuild it from the ground up to make it worthwhile. And I, and I just, and I think it's not worth the money or time to do that in the grand scheme of things. Putting it in console, I, it's not going to make me go. Play no, it, but they so. could start planning. Wow. Two, which would be true where they have console play in mind. And maybe WoW 2 is meant to be cross-platform so they can make the most money in the world. Because, right, this is all about making money when it's all said and done. I mean, Tony brings up a point. You can't play mouse and keyboard on the Xbox, but I don't know. Like, yeah, you can. The, I think the issue is with the console, like, you can't... I, I just feel like forcing people to play mouse and keyboard only on any game on a console is is bad taste. So, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. It means nothing. So, I, you know, one of the games I think it would be interesting is, you know, maybe because we just saw Age of Empires. There's rumor of Age of Empires 4 coming to console here soon. I mean, that means we could possibly get a StarCraft reboot or, you know, a new StarCraft game that could come our way on console or on PC, obviously. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless with this whole thing there is no telling what may come it's exciting if you're an xbox gamer as a playstation gamer i could completely understand your you know your pause and your concerns (laughs) right you know because we've seen you know microsoft say nope well we bought bethesda make it exclusive from now on so here we go Right. I mean, Sony's never been one to not make things exclusive on no, their end. True, 100%. So, I mean, they got Spider-Man, Wolverine, Wonder Woman. I mean, they're they're locked into the comic book game for a while now. So, we probably won't and we'll never see any of those. So, I just I just think that being 24 hours removed from this everybody needs to take a collective deep breath and just go let's wait a little longer and see some more information before we burn the entire internet down and start taking knives to our fellow gaming brethren and sisters and attacking them over this. Because all we know is 
they have intent to buy the other company. That's it. Until the ink is dry, we won't Sega. know much. Sega. Sega. <laughs> so, any final thoughts, Mr. Optimus? No, I mean, like I said, I was in shock. I really hope that this all works out for the best for not only for Microsoft and the gamers, but really for those developers. I got friends that work for some of these developers, so hopefully the deal works out well for them and they get better working environments, better working conditions, more time to be creative with games because in the end, that's what's going to make the games more fun. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I hope they also buy Sega. All right. Power, you have any final thoughts on this uh, acquisition? Uh, you know, I just popped something in the chat there. Anybody want any specific um, franchises just to burn and die that it's been languishing forever and it's just due? Uh, I mean... Or is it... I don't really want any franchises to like just disappear in this deal. Um, you know... I just because I don't like it doesn't mean that there aren't a multitude of people who are in love with it, right? So, you know, for me to say something is bad and should be thrown away is not a, you know, you know, it's that one man's trash, another man's treasure statement, right? So I, I, I don't think there's anything that's to be taken away necessarily. Maybe there's a lot more things I'd rather see come back in, in a way but I would have to really dive deep into what Activision, Blizzard, and King's IPs are beyond the big temples of Call of Duty, um, Warcraft, Diablo, Candy Crush, right? So oh, I, I, they're sharing money with those Overwatch, already. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm good with all of those, and I don't want to see anything go away either. So I just hope that... When they integrate them into Game Pass, that we're not the ones taking it in the shorts and going, all right, now I'm paying 50 bucks a month. And, you know, it's like it's like the crack dealer, you know? Yeah, I'll give you a taste. Here's a dollar. Right. It's a dollar, it's a, dollar a month if you uh, renew with your Game Pass, with your uh, Xbox Live account, we'll roll it up to the last of your subscription for a dollar. Yeah, they got me hooked that way. Well, Power, I appreciate you trolling Nubo. I really do. Uh, coming through with that for us. I have I have two final thoughts. Uh, the first final thought is I, I wasn't dodging Ubo. I totally agree that Sony has to innovate to compete with this. Uh, I don't know what they will have to innovate with. Uh you know, buy Square or buy in another studio, maybe innovating or whatever. But I, I think Sony is starting to figure out that they are playing catch up in terms of the service game. So uh, we'll see what Spartacus is when it releases, whenever that is. So I do agree that they need to figure it out. But, you know, I do wonder, are they behind the eight ball on this? I mean, Microsoft launched Game Pass, realized they might have lightning in a bottle, and then they just went to buy everything to fill Game Pass with more lightning in a bottle. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Sony 
may not have the legs right now and they may need to figure it out. So, you know, yes, Ubo, I do know that they had the streaming tech first, but it wasn't very great. Microsoft just perfected it, but Microsoft did create the Netflix of games. So th- there is that. So the, the, the big thing that I, I see is that, and then I do also agree. Ubo also makes another really great point that I also agree with. I do hope that Microsoft comes in and can change the perception of what is going on with Activision and Blizzard. I hope that they can right. fix a lot I of that really culture. Feel like that's definitely going to be better. And, and then my final thought with that really is I would love, love, love if some of these studios that are under the Activision Blizzard umbrella make different games are given that opportunity <laughs> that maybe they like have, when Raven used to make Hexen and Heretic and all yeah. those other cool games. They get the yeah. opportunity to say, we have this really great idea. Let's go do it instead of probably being told. Yeah, that is a great idea, but go make another Call of Duty game or go right. do this. Like, I would love to see their ability to stretch their legs and do something maybe fun that they may not do. I mean, we see Ninja Theory uh, release, you know, that Bleeding Edge game. Yeah, it wasn't super well received, but they had fun making it, right? Obsidian made Grounded with a very small team, and they're having a blast within Grounded. It's a really awesome game. And I. Uh, I don't know if that would have been possible if Microsoft didn't buy those studios. So I, I just think that's my goal. My, it's my wish for these teams is to create a healthy work environment that they all enjoy being in. And then finally being able to make what they want to make and not necessarily just have to go fill that quota of here's another call of duty this year. So that's it for me. On I got this. one more game to, to chime in on that one though. Go ahead. One, one versus a hundred. They can bring that back. That would be amazing. That wasn't an Activision thing, was it? I thought it was just no, a Microsoft. It was a Microsoft thing, but it yeah. just, it was so much <laughs> fun getting everybody back. You know? I I do agree. One versus one hundred is a blast and I would love to see that come back. And there's always rumors about it, it seems so I, I do agree. You know, it'd be great to see that. So anyways. Hey guys. Power, Let's you got any, any shout, shout outs that you want to give before we shut this thing down? My last shout out is just shout out to Big J. And I'm gonna just leave it at that. Alright. I I can't disagree with that. Hop. I'm gonna say the same, man. We lost a, a great person in the tag community. Alright. Well, I am Fenrir765 and uh I will agree with my guest host and my longtime host here. Big J, we'll miss you, and we'll catch you on the flippity flip.